This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 4 p.m. here, 5 p.m. for Tony, actually 5.01 for Tony out there in Arizona. Chris is left to go do his Aztecs women's basketball duties. Tony Gwynn Jr. sliding right into Chris's spot. And uh, how was your day so far, Tony? We haven't really had a chance to talk yet. So far, so good. Um... Still some day left, so it's my day is not completely over, by the way. I have to do some radio with you, and then from there, uh, I probably am going to make some dinner here for myself. So, Ooh, what, what are you going to make? I don't know. Some type of chicken breast. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like you're on like a healthy diet like me. Like, oh, man, chicken I, breast you it be is. Careful. You have to be careful in the, the city of chain restaurants. Um, you find yourself... <laughs> eating quite a bit and so i am trying to you know not lose control this, That's is, good. This, is, this is usually a bad time of year i come out here i want to eat everything and i want to go all these chain restaurants it Today, does this year yeah. this year i'm trying to be better good for you it's new not year easy. new me isn't that what they say that is what they say <laughs> I, I mean have you looked at the offerings of food in korea i haven't uh, but I was basically just going to say you have to go for everything. You can't no, be no, dieting see, on then, your vacation. You know, I, I already know that that's in the that's in the fu- that's coming in the future. So you're preparing. So I, I definitely am preparing for that as well. Uh, I probably won't like work out uh, really, other than maybe play some basketball until I come back home to San Diego. Have and you then, uh, played any basketball while you've been there so far? Yeah, yeah, I played a little bit. All right, Sam Levitt got in on those games yet? Sam Levitt has not been in attendance at any of the games that I've been at. Okay, um, all right. Well, I'm, not, I'm not sure if that'll ever happen. Give him a little funny. elbow for me if you ever do, because he was he was why would I do he that? was so sassy yesterday with Sam me. Lev the Great. Why would I why would I elbow? He was just so sassy. He was giving me his best Chris Ello and Tony Gwynn Jr. When I asked him, I think I asked him like. Where do you think uh, the pitchers rank in the rotation? Is it Joe 1, U2, U Darvish 2? And he was like, I, I don't really think it matters. <laughs> I was like, all right, Sam, I see you. I see Good you. Good job, Sam. I keep, see you. Keep it going, baby. Uh, well, you let's talk about the game you were just calling, and that would be the Padres beating the White Sox 3-1. to one. Another come-from-behind win. People are very excited out there. Brett Sullivan with a triple and a two-run homer. You got Matt Waldron doing great things. You got Brito doing great things. So what were your thoughts? Uh, first, you know, I don't care if they win or lose. I want to see um, kind of what we've seen the last two games, right? The individual matchups in terms of who's trying to make the team, right? You know, I want to see those guys, like, keep performing, and they've done a really good job. And then on the flip side, in terms of the team, I'm just looking offensively, honestly. Um, when you think about last year in so many ways, it was like, Padres didn't do the little things well. And so that's really what I'm watching in these games. Or I should say that's what's standing out to me in these games. And so I, I think, you know, 
In one hand, it's spring training. You can't put too much stock in it. But in terms of a, a team identity, um, you can see so you start. You can see some things materializing. Not necessarily, you know, have shown to be anything yet. But they're they're they're, they're doing things a little different offensively. Oh, that's really good to hear. <laughs> this is a, we were it's just like talking. This is just good at bats. You know, I think uh, Jacob Marcy. He's been impressive for a guy who has very little experience. Um, I think above a ball, right? I think he was a double A, like ninety at bats, something like that. Um, he's been impressive in terms of his at bats. So when you go, when you're when you're watching him and his at bats, what are you looking for to say? Okay, that was impressive at bat. You could just—I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's it's just the way a big leaguer puts together an at bat, like. They're patient. They're not, you know, when they take a swing, it's their A swing, right? They're not late. They're not, you know, uh, there's no, it doesn't seem like he's thinking up there. He just looks like, he looks comfortable. I'm not saying that he's, he's you know, he's going to make the ball club. I'm just saying he's <laughs> he's been impressive. Um, Brett Sullivan, who had the big day, yeah. he's been impressive. He's been impressive. I mean, had the triple on the homer today, had the walk that, Yesterday that helped, uh, you know, keep that inning, you know, going. It's, it's it's those type of things that I'm looking at right now. I'm not necessarily looking at the wins and losses. I, I mean, the burrito was was good today. I mean, the whole pitching was really good today. Everybody who came in there, um, I know uh, burrito gave up. Was it the one or was it Waldron? I think Waldron went shutty. Uh, yeah, I think Brito gave up a run. Brito gave up way before him, but three innings of work, he looked really good. He looked really good. I was listening to you guys earlier when the game started, and you and Jesse were talking about Matt Waldron and whether or not he was going to, how many times we're going to see the knuckleball this year, and then he threw the knuckleball the first pitch, and Benintendi like, like almost came out of his shoes swinging today. Yeah, no, he almost he almost came out of his shoes trying not to stop his swing. Oh, to stop his swing. Because <laughs> it was nasty, right? But... Uh, he looked good. He he mixed in the knuckleball when he needed to. Uh, I I just think the point wasn't that how how much we were going to see it. I think we knew we were going to see it here, right? Because uh, it's just a discrepancy of when he was in El Paso versus when he was in the big leagues last year uh, of how much he threw it. But um, I just everybody it, that was probably you know one of their it was much like yesterday's matchup, right? I mean they didn't need. Uh, the the errors per se in order to or, or wild pitchers or things like that to actually score, um, they took care of it on their own. But I, I just you know I like watching the, the guys who are fighting for for jobs on this team. See but see how those positions materialize, right? I mean you got to think Azokar, he's fighting for a spot. Jackson had the day off today, but you know he's he's trying to stake his claim. Um, you know, uh, Mercado's got to be uh, talked about a little bit. His his day yesterday. So I mean, there's a, a lot of competition going on. Sullivan, you know, whether sneaky way, you know, if they want to, if they keep three catchers, you know, he's a little bit more versatile. Um, I don't know. It's 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 early, so you know, we're not even in March yet. Uh, basically, do we have a February 29th tomorrow? By the way, we do sleep oh. year. Yeah, remember when I broke up, when that girl broke up with me on February 29th? So this is like maybe the third anniversary of our breakup that happened in 2003 or something. Wowzers! How did we pivot to that? Well, because February 29th is a very is a very uh, clearly it, it took you back a little bit. Uh, huh? It did, it did, because it's 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 a hard day, you know. Um, first time no, my not, heart got not ripped out. Not for most of us. It's, yeah. I think it's a hard day for you, maybe. Right. First time my heart got ripped out of my chest. And leap years, leap years, man. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Jackson Merrill and him playing center field or left field or wherever he's going to play, he was on with the morning show, and we haven't really dove into this audio yet. But they asked him whether or not he prefers center field or left field. Yeah, I say shorts a little bit of like the mix. It's, it's kind of yeah. the middle of both those. Like right-handed hitters, I play like a left fielder, but a short side. But then left-handed or right-handed hitters, I play on that side. Left-handed yeah. hitters, I play on this side. But like. Center's just more, it's, it's better for me because it's free. You know, there's no wall, there's no side spin. Yeah. Everything is backspun, really. Unless you get a knuckler, and then that's a little tough. Knucklers but, aren't fun. But they aren't really that common, you know. So, center's just a little bit more comfortable in a way because that was my first game I've literally ever played in center. Ever. 
ever. Like, I've literally <laughs> never, ever played a game of center before. And that felt way more comfortable than, than anything I've done. You first game out there uh, in the, that 40-minute inning against the Dodgers, and the ball <laughs> is tailing away, mm-hmm. and you're tracking it, and you were in a little little shallow, and then it hits Actually, the Actually, I didn't realize this clip was not very cut. So there you go. He prefers center field, and uh, that doesn't sound good for Azokar if Azokar's trying to battle for that center field spot. I think it don't really matter. I think, you know, iron sharpens iron. You're going to have to earn your job anyway. Uh, They're not going to just give it to either one of them. So um, whether it's uh, a competition between a a Zokar and uh, Mercado or a Zokar and Merrill and Mercado, it doesn't really matter. Somebody's got to play well to earn the job, plain and simple. Um, And I think that's how – that's how he's, that's these guys are professional. That's how they're all all looking at it. Yeah, I know Jackson obviously likes he he enjoyed the freeness uh, of playing in center, but there's more to it than that. I'm not saying that he can or can't do it, but um, I think I think he was just explaining that you know out of the two right now. I mean that was that was probably easiest, and all the reasons he names are are legit. I asked Sam this question yesterday, and he said he was going to try to find out the answer. But as a major league outfielder, would you think it would be better if the Padres said, all right, you're going to play left this year. This is where you're going to focus your time. Or you're going to play center. This is where you're going to focus your time. Or do they not do that at all and just put them out there wherever they need them? They may do that. I mean, it's, again, it's February 28th. So they don't. they got some time to... Say you know what we just gonna want you to focus here. They they've literally seen him play out the at left field twice this spring mm-hmm. and center field once. That's enough so, time for me. Yeah, clearly you you ready for the negative decision <laughs> I, right now? It sounds I, like. I was telling Chris earlier I'm a massive Jackson Merrill fan. Like I've got the man crush on Jackson Merrill. I think he's awesome. Obviously he's gonna have to produce, but. He, he he's living the life I think a lot of kids growing up playing baseball would love to live, which is being in camp, 20 years old, being awesome, playing baseball, all that stuff. I mean, Jackson is, is like every other person, young person that gets a chance to be at minor league camp. And, you know, this is... This but he has th- talent. And he's... Wait, he's, time out, time out, time out, time out. Do not, do not, ever, I mean... Are there not other prospects that have talent too that are experienced in literally the same thing he is? They do, but I how don't about, think they I, have the buzz. How about Jacob Marcy? Isn't he experienced in no, the same exact thing? That, we haven't seen enough from Jacob Marcy in the media. Like Jackson Merrill's been front and center lately. He's been the guy who's been featured in articles. Jacob Marcy has not been featured in articles or been a center of conversation yet. I mean, he's definitely been a part of the conversation. Why are you giving me that look right now? That that is your reason for why you are pick, somehow picking up Jackson as like the only person to ever feel like no he was twenty and then join this. No, I said he was living job. the. I said he was living the life that I know that when I was playing like you know baseball as a twelve year old, I was like, man, this would be great. One day I'm gonna play major leagues, and yeah, no, he's. He's doing it for sure, for sure. No, I mean, Jackson obviously, I think it's been made pretty clear that they're going to give him, they want, they're giving him an opportunity to win the job. So. There you go. Boom. When he does with it, we'll see. What do you think's going to, or let's, you know what, we'll talk about the Aztecs on the other side, but what do you think's going to happen between your Lakers and the Clippers tonight? Because Chris and I bet on this game earlier, and we both chose, unfortunately, we chose the Clippers minus three and a half. That's fine. That's fine. We're going to shock the world. <laughs> We're going to shock the world! Oh, have you been able to, like, tune into Lakers games out there, or do you have to log Actually, on? Actually, I have. I, so, I told I don't know if I told you guys this. YouTube TV has been great, but I can't watch Lakers games. Oh, because right? they're Comcast. Because they're, cause, cause, no. Or cause Spectrum? Spectrum, I gotcha, yes. yeah. So, I can't watch the Lakers games. I hadn't been able to watch the Lakers games. Because I'm, I live in the same area, basically, so they... They don't get them down here. So even though I have, um, I can I have NBA League Pass, right? I can't get the Laker game because I live, I'm in the blackout area. So the beauty about being in Phoenix and being on YouTube is I'm no longer in the blackout. Wow! Area. I, can't, I can't watch Sun games, but I can watch Laker games. <laughs> Who cares about the Sun games? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, so yes, I've I've been able to keep up. That's brutal, though. I, I, the whole blackout thing, it makes sense, but it doesn't make, it, make any sense at the same time. 
Yeah, I mean, at this point, uh, was it what's the play? Was uh, crypto crypto arena? Oh yeah, crypto. They, they, they've, arena. they've priced most of us out of out of the seats in that bad boy to go watch a Laker game. How much does a Laker game cost right now? I mean, they, they hey, right now they always been expensive. But no, I know, but I, I wouldn't expect it for them to have like record breaking ticket prices. Although no, LeBron I'm, is worth I, admission. I, I, I'm sorry, I can't exaggerate with you because then you take it to the umpteenth degree. You're right. Oh, oh yeah, I was. Takes was, one to know one. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. All right. When we get back, we're going to talk about the Aztecs basketball team. Chris had a statement earlier in the show that I'm going to relay to you. And then we'll hear from Gary Parrish of CBS Sports. He had some great things to say about Jaden Ladee. So we'll get into that when we get back here on 97.3 The Fan. If you had one shot, one opportunity to take down the human almanac himself. Howdy do. Now I'd like your to time. tell everyone that I forgot to delete all of that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not uh, go to break music right there. Buddy. No, I forgot that we were even at four o'clock, to be honest with you. So we're not doing Chris vs. the fans, everybody. I don't know if you guys know that, but we're not. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for telling them 15 minutes. <laughs> sorry, everybody. Here we go. Here's some traffic. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Matt Scraby here in San Diego, California. Tony Gwynn Jr. out there in Peoria, Arizona. He called the game earlier today. We were just talking about our sports court in the break, and uh, Chris surprised him with the sauce gardener take that he had which you know i i would have to go in and explain the whole thing but you can go back to 240 and you can hear yeah, no, I, again. I, i'm surprised chris went that way me too for sure me too i thought i thought he would feel some type of way i don't know if i would be annoyed uh, what was the word uh, annoyed 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 so basically here's what happened uh sauce gardener got his phone hacked uh this guy yeah. this guy said his wife came to him saying that she would love to find the pictures. She can't find the pictures. She's annoyed that she can't find the pictures. So the next day she comes to him and says, can you help me find the pictures? <laughs> and he was like, no, I'm not going to help you find the pictures. And he said he didn't know why, but he was a little annoyed. So is it okay for him to feel annoyed by this? Maybe internally. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Maybe internally you could feel like, you know, feel some type of way, but, you know. Chris said his his he, it's not that big a deal. he didn't think that Sauce was going to be stealing his wife, so he wasn't too yeah. he wasn't too <laughs> worried Straight about that. Um, anyway, so Chris also said something earlier today that was you know he thinks that Jaden Ladee, after his monster game last night, twenty seven points, eleven rebounds, and the Aztecs beat San Jose State, but he thinks Jaden Ladee needs to be an All American because Gary Parish. We played the audio earlier. We might play it later. He said that Jaden Ladee is one of the top five players in the country this year, which is high praise. And I guess Chris's argument was that Zach Eady is already kind of the big guy of that group, but you could put Jaden Ladee at a power forward spot there. But Chris doesn't think that he's going to get to the All-American status, but he thinks that he should get there. I don't know what you think. What's, what's controversial about that? That he – well, I, I guess – 
Maybe I made it a little bit too much. (laughs) But Chris made a statement. Like, he went to break saying, when I come back, I'm going to explain why Jaden Ledee needs to be an All-American. And so he explained that. I agree. But I I think Chris is ultimately right that he, he, I can see them not putting him on there, even though he should be. Yeah, he was the team last night. He's been the team all season long. I mean, you got CBS Sports saying he's top five basketball players in the country. It's less about him being the team and more about him being one of the best players in the country and there's no doubt that he's he's that what did you think of the game last night i don't know if you got a chance to watch any of it but aztecs uh, I, were it was I, too close for comfort san jose yeah they weren't going away they, they they you know they kept letting them in they they weren't making shots they missed some they missed some good we missed some all wide open ones too seemed like they couldn't get it to go down at the same time pair shot too that like literally rolled all halfway down and came out but you're right because they had ladee Cleaning up on the boards, especially those second chance uh, opportunities, um, they were to they were to finally put them away. But San Jose, they were scrappy, man. They wasn't they wasn't going away quietly. No, and their record do, does not reflect what they play like on the court. But that's but that's what uh, Dutch has been saying. Like you're gonna get everybody's best shot, no matter what the record is. So there was some craziness in the Mountain West last night altogether. Like you got I saw Colorado State. Colorado State was losing. Yes, uh, Nevada, they, they hit like a uh, half-court shot or something. Then Utah State tied it up and went to overtime and then won in overtime. And then uh, what was the other thing? Wait, in both of those teams won. They were winning when I saw the scores, and so they other, the other teams must have came back. Then. Yeah, there were some crazy comebacks. Also in that game between UNC and Miami, I think it was last night, the UNC game, uh, or UNC was up by like 13 or 14 points, which was the spread, but Miami came back with three minutes to go, and they only lost by four. So and, and college basketball also has some of the other things that are going on, like the whole um, fire alarm at Indiana's game, where everybody had to leave during the middle of the game. Seventeen thousand. See that? Uh, so a fire alarm went off in the stadium where Indiana and I think Wisconsin were playing, and they had to make everyone evacuate. And so seventeen thousand people had to leave the stadium, and then like. 15, 20 minutes later, they cleared it. Everybody goes back into to the stadium, gets their seats. But I guess that's for safety. But And then Texas and Texas Tech. I saw that one. I got a little chippy, didn't it? A little chippy. My man threw like a, a whole like body check. He did. <laughs> He he went a little too hard on, on the going after that loose ball, but really the the problem is is that Texas Tech fans were throwing stuff on the court. The coach had to get on the loudspeaker and say, "Hey, you're give, you're making us, you know, you're they're charging us with technical fouls because you guys are throwing stuff on the court. So stop." But Chris and I were like, "Why is this happening on a daily basis at this point?" I don't know, man. It, it just people just don't. <laughs> They ain't got no good sense anymore, I guess. Yeah, they definitely don't. No good sense anymore. No good sense, man. It's just like, I don't know. I I, I don't have an answer for you, Scrape. I don't. Nothing to report about at these spring training games from unruly fans? No, it's been, it's it's so funny. So we played, obviously, we came over here, went over to Camelback a couple days ago to play the Dodgers. We went back to play the White Sox. My gosh, talk about a tale of two different the uh, fan bases. That what you call. I wouldn't even say fan base. Just people. Like, like we had to leave extra early to go to Camelback because that was their, the Dodgers' mm. uh, first one. Yeah, and obviously, like and- yeah. So we had to get there, and I, I got there. We left early, and Jesse and I barely got parking in the in the media parking. Right, we like there was like two spots left, and we just happened to be the last two. Today you go there, man. I could have. I could have. I was able to reverse into a spot. It was oh, like nice. Yes. <laughs> it's funny. I was walking up the steps to get ready for the game, and, and uh, a gentleman stopped me. He said, "Hey, hey, did you, did you back into your, your car parking spot today?" Uh, I just started rolling, laughing. Yeah. Oh man. Even even in Arizona, that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, I I don't know what it is about the the backing into the park or spot, whatever. I every time now when I park, I think. Maybe I should just pull him backwards and see what it's should, all about. Man, you should, you, man. You, you're depriving yourself. And then man. I you... say, no, I am not going to fall for that <laughs> banana in the tailpipe of backing yeah. into a parking spot. You're, you're, yeah, you're depriving yourself, man. I'm just saying. Did you see Yamamoto today? Him in his almost immaculate game? Uh, I saw him punch out the first hitter, and then I, I, was, I, I wasn't paying attention after that. Well, he struck out three. He threw 19 pitches, 16 for strikes. And yeah. I, I will say... 
it will say, I love the way he wears his hat. Flat, flat bill. He's That's, a flat bill guy? He's a flat bill guy. It surprised me. I'm not going to lie. I, I like it. There's no real flat bill guys anymore. Not anymore. You know, we, we've, we've all been extinct now. Is the flat bill out of style? Maybe, man. It, it, may, <laughs> it was a long time ago. I used to wear flat. I bills. can't think of any. I can't think of any flat billers right now, and I'm sure there are. I'm just not thinking of them right now. But Tre- Trevor Bauer seems like a flat biller. No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. I used to wear flat bills when we golfed. When I golfed like years ago, because Ricky Fowler made the flat bill really popular in golf, and every single time I wore that stupid hat from you know KSLN, who might be a flat bill who? is um, uh, Key Brian Hayes. Ah, he might be a flat bill. He had a grand slam yesterday. He's having a good spring. But anyway, Greg Ranieri, our friend from KSON, uh, made fun of me every time and said, I'm going to actually buy you a hat that fits that you. Bends. Yeah, that fits you. <laughs> I don't like the bendy ones. Yeah, I'm not a fan either. Hey, Jocelyn just said, I get so annoyed with backwards parkers. It drives me nuts. Thank you, Jocelyn. That's what we're going to end the segment on right there. Because <laughs> oh, Jocelyn, what's up with that? Coming from Come the top. On. Rope. Nah. Uh, when we get back, Chris that sounds and I... Like, that sounds like jealousy is what it sounds like. Jealousy. Yeah. You because... Can't, you can't do it. Can't <laughs> I think do it. everybody can do it. It's no, just no. I don't think everybody can do it. I don't think everybody can do it. I think that, that feels like a a, a, a a resentful, jealous type statement right there. Jocelyn, I support you as a fellow <laughs> jealous statement just, resentment person over there. I'm just kidding, Jocelyn. Yeah, you are kidding because parking in the backing in the spaces is ridiculous. I'm not kidding about that. That's you know that's you guys' loss. Sorry. All right, when we get back, Chris and I actually did a big five earlier today because we weren't sure about the Padres game running over and all that. So we have some good topics for you when we get back. We're going to talk about Yamamoto. We're going to talk about Blake Snell, Justin Fields. Uh, also, Chris's Bulls last night were awful. They shot two for twenty nine from three. And I, I asked Chris a question. I'll tell everybody. Chris, why do you still root for them? And he gave us an answer. So why do you still five. root for the 49ers? Uh, because they're winners, okay? They're not winners. Okay, because they're, they're almost winners. winners. Yes, they are almost the, winners. The, the king of almost winners. Hey, the Chiefs were able to win the Super Bowl with the 31st-ranked uh, facilities in, in all of football. Yeah, according to the I was, how about that? They finished in last in quite a few things. That is psychotic. They got they, bad grades. The Jaguars had a rat infestation in their laundry room last year. That's disgusting. All right. More of that when we get back on 97.3 The Fan. We're going to get to the Big Five in just one second, but we have sparked a debate, Tony Gwynn Jr. I'm not sure if he can hear me yet. He, he will in just a second. But we have sparked a debate about this backwards parking. And we have Jocelyn on the phone. Jocelyn is – I'm trying to get Tony's attention because we're back on the air. But he's not seeing me, unfortunately. These are the problems with when we work in two different spots. I don't know, Tony, if you can hear me or not. I don't think he can. But here we go. Jocelyn, you're on the air. Tell tell everybody what you just told me. Okay. I wanted to clear the air. Um, I am not jealous, Tony Quinn Jr. <laughs> uh, I can park my big old soccer mom minivan in reverse, backwards into a space, whenever I want, like a champ. But like a champ. I do not feel like a champ. I do not feel the need to do it all of the time, especially in public parking lots when there are people behind you trying to also find a space, and you feel the need to stop your car out of nowhere, put your your backing up lights on, and pull into the. And I'm like still trying to go, and there's no. Like, I, I just know. No, I don't think it's necessary. And, yes, it does annoy me. I sound like Scraby now. Wait, no, there's nothing wrong like with that. that. There's nothing wrong with that, Jocelyn. This is, this is a very well-thought-out argument that you're making. 
Jocelyn caught herself. She was like, I, I smell like scraping. <laughs> well, thank you, Jocelyn, for calling and telling us that. I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening thank you, and thanks for being a part of the chat. Jocelyn, very, very good listener to our show. I love that she called it. That's great. I do, too, because she was like, I just got to tell him I am not jealous. <laughs> just for the record, I can. I, the, the, the thing that sold me on putting her on the air was when she said, I can back up my my mom minivan, soccer mom minivan. Yeah, hey, the mom minivan is not an easy car to, no. to, to reverse and park in. To, Absolutely not. It's, it's not easy. So. It's a beast. Props so, to Jocelyn. Yeah, props to Jocelyn. Maybe she's an exception to the rule of not being jealous that they can't do it. Some of y'all out there is just <laughs> jealous. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> While everybody thinks about whether or not they're jealous, you can listen to traffic and then you'll hear Chris and I do a big five. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. That time of the show when we check on the latest in sports. Only the most important topics and questions are brought to light. Stop what you're doing and listen. These news stories will astound and amaze you. The one, the only. Oh my God, who the hell cares? The Big Five starts now on 97.3 The Fan. I was about to come on here, Chris, and say the Big Five is going international, but that's not true. You're not in a, a different country. You're just in New Mexico. So the Big Five I is going to... I, I have not crossed the border yet. <laughs> not yet, but the Big Five is going to <laughs> Albuquerque. The Kirk, as Tony that's would right. call it. Uh, yes. wh- let's just get right into it because we have lots of fantastic subjects for everybody today, and I'm kind of being facetious, but we'll start with Blake Snell. The reigning National League Cy Young winner remains on the free agent market, even though it's almost March. He's been linked to a a number of teams, but the Yankees are definitely one of those clubs. As John Heyman of the New York Post reported, Snell and the Yankees are continuing to have ongoing discussions and did so again on Monday. However, Heyman characterizes those discussions as just talk without much progress. Um, Heyman also says that the Yankees signing of Snell would entail a substantial luxury tax hit, and owner Hal Steinbrenner may not have the appetite for that. So, Chris, with uh, all the discussion we've talked about over the offseason, are you tired of Blake Snell news? Because it doesn't seem like it's news anymore. (laughs) Well, it doesn't, but, you know, I'm not tired of it because I think it's really intriguing. I mean, you're talking about... You know, one of the best pitchers in all of baseball, and he can't find a job. And I think there's a couple of different reasons for this. I I think number one is the ridiculous contract that Yamamoto signed with the Dodgers. Mm, Yes. Right? 300 and something million dollars. And as you have like, as you like to say, Scraby, this is a guy that has never recorded a single out in a major (laughs) league game. Yes. All right. And even though he's a three time Japanese league MVP, he hasn't. He's never pitched in the big leagues before. So he gets a contract like that, and now you're sitting there and you're Blake Snell, and you're represented by Scott Boros, who's a whole lot more savvy about this stuff than I am. 
But anybody can tell, Blake Snell's a, not a one-time, a two-time Cy Young Award winner. And he's got to feel like he needs a contract that is, you know, similar to what Yamamoto got. The problem is the teams that can afford it don't want to go over the luxury tax. And, you know, the Yankees are one of those. I, I, I don't, the Dodgers don't have any more room. How much more room do the Mets have? There's only so much money to go around. And Scott Boros is not going to take any kind of discount. So the question is, like, what I wonder is what's going on behind the scenes. Like when Scott Boros talks to Blake Snell, what is, because we know Blake Snell a little bit, right? Yeah. I mean, we've interviewed him a hundred times. Yeah. And we know him from being in San Diego. He's a really terrific guy. He's a very smart guy. And you wonder, if you're Blake Snell, is Scott Boros having to talk you off the ledge? Because you might be out there going, you know, <laughs> I'm getting nervous that I'm not going to pitch anywhere. <laughs> I mean, and if you're Blake Snell, do you say, maybe I should just take $20 million instead of $30 million? And Scott Boros is saying, oh, no, you don't want to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I, I do. It, 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 to, so to me, I think it's a really intriguing situation. I know the Padre fans keep tweeting out, you know, the, the prayer that somehow Blake Snell would take some sort of discount to come to San Diego for one more year and then try free agency again next year. But I I think that is just a dream is what it is. It's a huge gamble. But the bottom line, yeah, the bottom line is, you know, I mean, here's one of the best pitchers in baseball. Nobody wants to pay him. I, I, I find that, I mean, the question is, are you tired of Blake Snell news? And you're right. I'm not tired of Blake Snell news, but I'm tired of the, uh, the he's having discussions, but it's not going anywhere. Because I do think it's kind of crazy that uh, Yamamoto, as I've said and as you've said, hasn't recorded a major league out. He is more of a safe bet to te- to a team than Blake Snell is, who has actually pitched in the major leagues. And I know it kind of hurts Blake Snell a little bit that he has the major league pass because everybody knows where he can go. And it's just it is really kind of weird. And you sold me on why I should be paying attention to this news because well, it is just strange. Like, yeah, you know we love, when Blake Snell signs. I'm really hoping that you know Tony's relationship with Blake Snell. You can somehow, and I know it'll be difficult because he'll be elsewhere, but I'd love to have him on the show. And I'd love to, you know, be able to, you know, pick his brain a little bit about what he was doing behind the scenes while all of this stuff was going on. Oh, yeah. Because I know if I was Blake Snell, personally, I'd be getting a little nervous right now. Yeah. Not that I'm not going to get money, but just that, you know, when am I going to, you know, have a job? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. The season's almost here. <laughs> it's so, not that far away. Yeah. Number four. Keeping in the baseball world, Yoshinobu, or as you call him, Yoshi, Yamamoto, made his Dodgers <laughs> debut today. He did pretty well striking out his first batter, but ultimately going two innings while giving up a hit and striking out three on only 19 pitches, 16 of those pitches for strikes. And everybody is freaking out about the Dodgers already. My question is this, though. Everyone <laughs> says spring training doesn't matter. But it does for some people. We have Otani with the homer yesterday, Juan Soto with the longest home run in spring training history, basically, and now Yamamoto making his <laughs> debut. I'm up first. Why does it matter for some players but not others? Uh, it matters for some players, in my mind, and not others, because those others are not going to get the clicks. It's all about the clicks in this world. And if you say Juan Soto as a Yankee hit, the, hit a home run off of the board, people are just going to take it as a better news story, I think, than if someone did it on the Padres team or something like that. So, I mean, spring training matters to me, but to a lot of other people and experts, it doesn't matter. But we seem to focus a lot on some of these guys, Chris. Well, we have nothing else to do, right? That's I mean, also what's, true. What else is going on right now? Mel Kuyper is regurgitating <laughs> his 19th NFL mock draft right now. <laughs> Mel you know, Kuyper. I mean, I just I don't have time to pay attention to that. Uh, the NBA season is slogging along. Uh, we're not quite yet to the you know conference tournaments and the March Madness. We're you know we're almost yeah. there, but we're not there. So spring training is kind of all we have right now. That's and true. so you know we're going to have some interest in it. Now you mentioned a guy like Juan Soto. It really doesn't matter to him. Everybody knows what he can do or what he can't do. So 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 to Juan Soto. You know, his results this spring are, are just much ado about nothing. Um, but a guy like Yamamoto, it matters because he's got a, 
He's got to put his best foot forward. I mean, the Dodgers paid him all this money. People have never seen him pitch here. You know, and, and they're going to feel a whole lot more comfortable about the money they spent and more comfortable about him going into the season if he's successful in the spring. So, you know, spring training to me is the most fun about spring training is, is, the, is the borderline guys, the young guys that are trying to make it. But as you said, Scraby, those guys don't get a lot of clicks. <laughs> you know, only the big names get clicks. So... People are going to overreact to a Joe Musgrove, and they're going to underreact to Matt Waldron, who pitches three shutout innings today. Yeah, good point. Don't call him a knuckleballer, though, because he's not. I was well, listening to the broadcast, and um, yeah. they were Jesse was talking about how, well, he doesn't know how much he's going to throw the knuckleball this year. We may we may not see it at times, and then the first pitch, knuckleball, and Ben Attendi swings through out of his shoes, basically. Yeah, well, if you like the knuckleball, you got to see Sam Levitt's uh, video that he posted on Twitter about uh, Matt Waldron showing Sam Levitt and teaching Sam Levitt how to hold and grip the knuckleball. Wow, Very you know well Sam done. is doing some amazing work I out there. I tell you what, man, Sam, he's our guy. I, I can't, can't even look, keep up with it. We don't call him the great one for nothing. This is true. This is yeah. very true. He is the great yeah. one. Yeah. Although he was very sassy yesterday. Sassy Sammy on the show yeah. yesterday. I asked him, <laughs> I asked him, uh, does it matter whether or not Joe's number one and you's number two? And he was like, he gave me a, a Tony answer. No scrape. It doesn't matter type of thing. <laughs> it's like, oh, sassy Sammy over here. Been but listening to Tony too long. He, yeah. Number three. All right. The Chicago Bears, the Chicago Bears are... You know, they have pretty much all but signaled that they're going to trade Justin Fields, and it's on the horizon. The the, uh, GM yesterday, Ryan Poles, was talking to the media and kind of said, you know, we're going to keep Justin Fields very closely in the loop. We're going to make sure that he knows everything that's going on. But now all the news is that Caleb Williams, USC quarterback, the most anticipated number one pick this year, um, he is reported to be going to be drafted by the Bears, sorry. And uh, Caleb Williams, at one point, there was rumors that he would not be a Bear and he would ask to be traded if drafted by them. But he told ESPN yesterday, Caleb Williams did, if I get drafted by the Bears, I'll be excited. If they trade the pick and I get drafted, I'll be excited. Speaking about Chicago, they have a talented team, a talented offense and defense. For anyone to be in that situation, I think they'd be excited. So kind of a different uh tune from the reports we've seen over time but Chris would you draft Caleb Williams number one overall um well it honestly is to me it would depend on what I can get in a trade for Justin Fields I I am in the minority I believe of you know NFL experts who still think <laughs> that Justin Fields can be a pretty good quarterback in this league and I think if you have a chance to pair him up with a guy like Marvin Harrison mm. it would be amazing but, you know, are the Bears going to fall for what the draft experts tell them to do? You know, I mean, Marvin Harrison, from what I'm told, is a once-in-a-generation wide receiver coming out of college. Mm-hmm. Why not draft him with the first pick and just put him with Justin Fields and go from there? I'll tell you why they won't do it. Because they'll get lambasted by the NFL draft Nick community, all of whom say Caleb Williams absolutely, positively must be the number one pick. And that is one of the problems with all of this pre-draft stuff. You know, the Bears should do what's best for them, not what draft experts tell them to do. But I have a feeling that the Bears are going to do what the experts are telling them to do. And I think they're going to look for a trade, try to find a place to land Justin Fields, get as much as they can in return, and draft Caleb Williams. So we'll see how it works out for them. Yeah, uh, yeah, we will. I'm up now. Would you draft Caleb Williams number one overall? I, I, you know, Chris, I've been doing a lot of research. You can call me Mel Kuyper Jr. Jr. Yes, I know you're going to be very ready for our draft show in April. Yes, and I was reading about Caleb Williams, and I was watching film on Caleb Williams just because I really hadn't seen a lot of him. But he does look good. The only thing that I'm not a fan of is the his teammates kind of saying like they're better off without him at USC and just some of the things that people say about him and him crying in the stands I I just don't know like when things when the heat gets turned up on the Bears or on Caleb Williams how is he going to respond because there's one interesting thing that you Caleb Williams fans can should keep in mind actually two one is that Merrill Hodge who is the guy that said Johnny Manziel would be a colossal failure 
has come out and said that he doesn't see anything all that amazingly special about Caleb Williams. Interesting. And Merrill Hodge seems to have a good knack for this. Yeah. But here's the second thing that I would keep in mind, and this is tangible. When Caleb Williams did not play in the Holiday Bowl, mm -hmm. the kid who subbed in for him threw six touchdowns. <laughs> so maybe, just maybe... You know, everything that Caleb Williams accomplished at USC could have been accomplished by something else, somebody mm, else. It's I, like the Brock Purdy conversation. You put well, you anyone know, it's there, just, they can succeed. That's my point. I, I'm just throwing that out there. I don't know how good Caleb Williams is going to be. I think he's going to land somewhere in between Bryce Young and, uh, and C.J. Stroud. You know, I mean, I think he'll be in the middle of that, which is a pretty good young quarterback. But if I was the Bears, I would I would defy the 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 experts, <laughs> and I would take Marvin Harrison and keep Justin Fields and tell everybody to go take a walk. Take a walk, everybody. I feel bad for Justin Fields a little bit because he's really done nothing wrong, but he hasn't had the most support anyway. Whoever gets Justin Fields will probably get a quarterback that's going to be very very motivated. So I think they're going to get a pretty good quarterback. Number two. Sticking with the NFL, six NFL teams plan to submit a proposal to the league that will push the NFL trade deadline from week eight to week 10. The Browns, Commanders, Eagles, Jets, Lions, and 49ers are set to propose a later trade deadline that would, in effect, lead to an increase in trades in the NFL and, in reality, heightened drama and intrigue in the league. So I'm up first here. Would you want to see a trade deadline move back? Uh, I don't really... The, the trade deadline in the NFL is not very exciting. And I don't care if you move it back. I don't think we're still going to get blockbuster trades. It's too late in the year to bring in a quarterback, or it's too late in the year to bring in some of these guys that need to learn the playbook at a level where they could play in the playoffs and possibly a Super Bowl. I don't really know what this would do. But if the teams think it's going to be beneficial, I will follow them. But either way, I do not care. Chris? You know, I, I, I'm kind of in agreement with you. I don't even did not even know when the NFL trade deadline was before, and I don't know where it's going to be in the future. Uh, the NFL trade deadline always seems to be much ado about nothing, and the main reason for that is because you have to find people in similar, you know, uh, in similar uh, uh, money situations, mm -hmm. yeah. right? You can't you can't trade player A who makes twenty million dollars for player B who makes two million dollars. The NFL just doesn't work that way. So it's really, really very difficult to find a trade partner. It's hard to get. It's not like baseball where you can get an established player in exchange for a bunch of young guys in a rebuilding team. Yeah. In the NFL, if you trade an established player and makes a bunch of money, you need to get that back in return. Mm -hmm. And I, I just think it's almost impossible to find trade partners in, the, in, in football. So I do. I agree with you. Maybe these teams think it'll it'll heighten the drama a little bit, but I have a feeling it won't. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think it's funny that the Browns are a part of that career. The Browns and the Commanders, more so the Commanders than the Browns as a part of the, we want to move the I just the find it deadline. funny that the 49ers are on the list with those teams at all. I mean, Eagles, Lions, 49ers, they did make a big trade for Christian McCaffrey at the deadline a few years ago, so wow. they have they know a thing or two, Chris. Oh, they're brilliant. <laughs> uh, talking about brilliant organizations, Chris, your Bulls have had some ups and downs this year. And last night they lost to the lowly Pistons. And I think I know why they lost, Chris. I think it was probably because they shot two for 29 from three. So my question to you, well, I'm going to ask this question first. Why don't they just stop shooting threes if they can't make them? But the real question is, Chris, why do you still root for the Bulls? <laughs> it's it's got to be tough. It's it is not. Be. It is not easy. I I, I mean I, I think about this often. You know <laughs> I mean when the when the Bulls were going through the glory days of Michael Jordan. I mean, it has now been right 1998, 25 plus years since the Bulls ruled the NBA world, a quarter wow. of a century since Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen and Phil Jackson and all of that. But you know what? I rooted for the Bulls for 20 years before they won those championships. And it's just I feel it's my lot to root for my favorite team and stick with them. As far as the game last night is concerned, you bring up a hell of a good point. I mean, two for 29. Once you're like two for 17, shouldn't <laughs> you think, you know, maybe tonight's not going to be our night and try to do something else. 
But uh, that is a that is a franchise right now that probably only somebody like I care about, uh, at least west of the Mississippi. And the problem with the Bulls is that they are in the middle. If you look, their their record is a little under 500. They're ranking number nine in the Eastern Conference. They're probably going to get into the playoffs and the tournament, playoff tournament. But they're not going to win anything. And, you know, they they can't seem to rebuild and they're not good enough to contend. They have managed to put themselves in the worst possible position that you can be in the NBA. Well, that's terrible. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry to tell myself all of that, but it's... Uh, it's just an agonizing thing for me. And believe me, I agonize over all these losses. And uh, that's just part of being a fan, I guess. I guess. Man, sounds depressing to me, actually. Yeah, it is. All right. So when we get back, we're going to catch Just think it. how you feel when you lost the Super Bowl. And, it hurts. And times that by like 50 every year when the Bulls lose that many games. <laughs> okay. I don't quite know that's the same. But I do know that year after year losing does it really yes, does. It does. All right, that's it for the Big Five. When we get back, we're going to hear from some of the guys that Ben and Woods talked to this morning. We could hear from Manny Machado. We could hear from Jackson Merrill. We could hear from No No Joe. So you just have to stick around and find out on 973 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 